You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sambrano. Host of Locked On Rays on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Rays. Well, Ulysses, it was another one of those procrastinating wins where the Rays get down early and they're like, oh, well, we got to start coming back. And they finally (laughs) did in exciting, exciting fashion. The game started off uh, sluggishly, to say the least, uh, starting with Blake Snell and others. But finally, to get the ball rolling in the middle innings made for a nice way to win 7-4 and win the series over the Red Sox 3-1 as you face the New York Yankees. Yeah, they they end up winning seven out of their last eight meetups with, with with the Red Sox. Very impressive, uh, and and but it always seems you know for the uh, for the first three innings, Chasin was actually dominating the Rays, mm-hmm. making them look foolish. But it always seems like when a team is getting no hit, it only takes that first one, uh, uh, and then the floodgates open. You know, and, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, that that four inning was incredible to, to, to see with G-Man Choi with a three-run blast and Brendan Lau. Well, you know, this season could have gone a whole lot different. Mm-hmm. You know, we say, oh, with Blake Snell or Tyler Glass now. I would just ask one dude, and that would be Brendan Lau. That could have been a couple games that he could have won uh, for the Rays, and then maybe we, we look at the standings a little bit different. And then finally, Willie Adamas becoming the first race shortstop uh, to hit 20 home runs. Really, what a game. Uh, and that's exactly what they need to do. Keep on winning. And the thing about all those home runs, they were all in hitters count. So they took advantage. And Jimon Choi, again, was huge. There's been so many times over the past couple of weeks where he stepped up big. And I think, I mean, I don't know who you are happier for. Is it you know, Choi is at Adamas getting his 20th and finally starting to perform at home in the number nine spot again, I might right. add. And then Brandon Lau coming back from injury. And it wasn't just your run of the mill home run. Oh, that no. was a 440 foot shot at the least hitting off the back wall of the Moffitt Cancer Center sign. Man, oh man. Not it rattled it. Yes. It rattled it, man. Yeah. And it's not like it was a 99-mile-an-hour fastball that, hey, you just take the take the speed with it. It was 91. Well, you said this yesterday. It. You said this yesterday. His exit velocity is so impressive. Uh, yeah, you can t- talk about the Babbitt ball you want, but when you hit the ball that hard, that's a good sign. And boy, did he hit that one. That was, that was really cool to see. Then they got a, a seventh run uh, with Avi Garcia getting mm-hmm. a double, which, by the way, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, how can he go to third? I was completely okay with him going to third because what Mookie Betts had to do was a Bo Jackson, Ichiro Suzuki, Roberto Clemente type throw, and he did it. And he did exactly that. So I'm okay with with, uh, Garcia trying to take third. I'm not okay with the slide. slide Right. I don't know what that was. (laughs) It was like (laughs) a water park and it was like a slip and slide. So I'm not okay with this slide, but I'm okay with the intent of going to third because he had to make a perfect throw and Mookie did exactly that. Yeah, that was probably his throw of the year for Mookie Betts. And uh, 
With Brandon Lau for a second, I think his shin's okay, and I think his quadriceps is okay. And really, credit to him because it was a month or two ago after he had pulled or strained that quadriceps that Kevin Cash basically flat out said, he's done, he's right. no chance he's coming back. And then Brandon Lau did literally everything he could do uh, to, to battle back. And even that was instructional games, rehab games. And uh, I think even Kevin Cash mentioned in an article in the Tampa Bay Times, it's not fun to, you know, it's one thing to have to rehab in AAA. It's another thing to have to drive to Port Charlotte and face some young kid who's throwing 98, but you don't know where it's going. It could be at your neck or it could be <laughs> at your foot you, you, or it could be right down the middle of the plate. You don't know uh, where it could be. But Brandon Lau for coming back, and let's put this into perspective. At the time of his injury, his numbers were 276 batting average, 16 home runs, 49 RBIs. Compare that with Evan Longoria's rookie season back in what, 2008? Right. 275 batting average, 15 home runs, 50 RBIs. So you could, for the foreseeable future, get Evan Longoria type production from Brandon Lau over the next several years. I Maybe mean, not that, necessarily but, the defense there, but right. if not more so from Brandon Lau. Well, that's, and you know, that just tells you how impressive Evan Longoria was, you mm-hmm. know, because he was providing elite defense. In a in a position that you really you can tell when you don't have a good third third baseman. Yeah. Some some other you know uh, spots in, in the field you can kind of you know fool people for a while. In the end, everybody will know if you can field or not. But third base is definitely one where people are going to notice very quickly if you can field it or not. So yeah, Brandon Lyle, if you make that. Uh, that comparison, that's that's impressive. But yeah, going back to the game, I will say that for all the negatives I've said about Cash's bullpen management, it seemed like he was on it yesterday, especially with the results. I mean, Blake Snell didn't have it. He pulls him for Chaz Rowe. Yes. I, I didn't like the Fairbanks and, and Pruitt combination, but I think he made up for it for the ending innings, putting Nick Anderson in the seventh, then working Castillo for the eighth. And then when Emilio Pagan didn't look stable – he takes Poche and then uh, does a little bit of trickery with, with Cora saying, okay, uh, who do you feel better about, your lefties or your righties? And mm-hmm. and Moreland gets out of the game because Poche gets in, and we don't get to see uh, Mitchie four bags anymore. Thank uh, thank you, Cash. Uh, and and then puts in Bogarts for, to, pace, uh, to face Poche as well. So two righties uh, against Poche instead of, the other way around would would, would be Pagan against the, the two lefties in, in Moreland. So yeah. I think it, it was great. Yeah, we give credit where credit is due, and Kevin Cash did a solid job of bullpen management. And I think the the Fairbanks Pruitt thing was, hey, you're down. If the Rays start battling back, all right, that's when we can use our really high leverage relievers in in Drake and Castillo and Anderson, which they ultimately did, and and it worked out in the end as those guys were terrific and. Yeah, it's a little bit concerning about Emilio Pagan, shaky again. But uh, what we've said before is don't leave a guy to hang out to dry unless it's a complete blowout and you're just kind of trying to get through the game. And Cash saw that Pagan just wasn't feeling it. So put in Poche, do a little bit of trickery and and force Alex Cora to, to pull some guys off of the bench that had been sitting cold, probably didn't expect to play. And you, you put Poche in there who uh, moved the fastball around. I, I know there were 
his MO is to keep the fastball up and to put the fastball up, but moving it around and setting up hitters, I think was huge. And also we've talked about this before with Pete Fairbanks of, you know, giving him a moment to really build off of. That's a moment that Poche can build off of. You saw his emotion after oh, yeah. the game. Oh, where he was he was amped. Yeah. He was amped up. I mean, because I mean, first of all, he looked Vasquez. Uh, he made Vasquez look incredibly foolish um, mm-hmm. in, in, during that sequence. And you know what? And then, and secondly, yeah, uh, Mitchie uh, Moreland. Yeah, I don't want to see him. And Jackie Bradley Jr. was pretty hot during the game. So those two lefties are out. I thought it was a really, really yeah. good. Uh, result. I don't know if I would have. I was surprised that that he did that, but looking back at it I, on it, I think that that was a really shrewd move, if anything. And the Rays have now snuck back into sole position of yes. the second wild card spot, and now things don't get any easier though as the Yankees come to down, uh, which we'll talk about next. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. With every pair purchased, a pair is donated. Go to bombas.com slash lock to get 20% off your first purchase. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats Rewards. For the month of September, earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program today. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you to get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. All right, guys, got to do it. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this just isn't for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person's doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. 
All right, Ulysses, before we get to the Yankees two-game series, um, we were mentioning in the last segment about Willie Adamas getting his 20th home run, and, and we know what, he do, what he's done defensively this season. Uh, Ethan Broom on Twitter checks in. He says, I don't care what we do with Wander Franco coming up. We cannot get rid of Adamas. Dude is going to be a superstar. I don't care if that means we have to stick Wander in the outfield or play him at third and Yandy Diaz becomes the DH. Adamas is a superstar in the making. Yeah, uh, he's he's done wonderful this season. I think the splits are a little bit concerning, but maybe that that's just a fluke. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still like. I, I know a lot of people are are giving him a lot of credit for his defensive work, uh, Willie. I still think he can do better, and I, I and I still think that he would tell you that he can do better. Uh, I don't think he's elite right now. I think mm-hmm. he can be. I think he, uh, you know, has to make the routine play every time. That's how you become elite. Is when you can make that routine play all the time. He can make this, this the 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 highlight reel, <laughs> right? Very easily. Just the routine play is what I care about. That's what makes you yeah. uh, reliable there. So, uh, yeah, he's a superstar in the making. Hopefully. Uh, but he's got some work to do. I think. Um, I mean, early on in the season, the routine play was definitely tough for him. But I think he's gotten much better at that as of late. I mean, it's just uh, to me when he's out there, he's just almost been kind of an automatic. Uh, in fact, if you look at the defensive numbers, and I, I went back and looked, and you can kind of take them with the grain of salt of all these advanced statistics and saber metrics and everything. But he right now ranks. Eighth in Major League Baseball in defensive war among all defensive players. Uh, and he's fourth among shortstops behind Nick Ahmed, Trevor Story, and Javier Baez. And let's keep in mind, he's only 22 years old. We're talking about Brandon Lau being the team's rookie of the year. He's right. 25. I mean, just think about, you know, there's guys the that you, are. The youth in this team is incredible. Yes. There's guys that are in double a that are hot shot prospects that are 22 and it's like well we can't wait in two three years till we get this guy called up now i don't want to you know go in a whole tangent because we'll have the off season for that yes but because there's so much youth and because you can see so much talent that will mean that in two to three years uh things are going to get real expensive for the rays uh and all at the mm-hmm. same time so that's something to keep in mind when we're talking about the future of the race is the guys you might see right now could be shipped off for younger models uh, because the race are not going to obviously do what the Red Sox do, which is keep the same core and pay them $125 million mm-hmm. contracts. That's not who the Rays are. So let's keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Um, and if Adamus starts to get expensive, it would not surprise me at all to see them move him and get a ton of prospects like it is their want to do. We've talked we talked about it last week. How how different is that 2016 team from the right. 2019 team? It is night and day, completely different names, but boy oh boy, would it be fun. Yeah, to he's have, amazing. How fun would it be to have Yandy Diaz at first, Brandon Lau at, at second, uh Wander at third maybe and Adonis right. at, at oh. shortstop. What an infield. Pretty, pretty solid infield. And I think it, you know, I, I doubt we're going to have some type of A-Rod, Jeter, shortstop, third base controversy, but right. I don't think Wander would have any problem you know, being stuck at third, moving around in the outfield. Hey, have him be kind of that utility guy that can play anywhere and everywhere. 
it keeps him a little bit fresher, I would think, to play third than rather than short. And yeah. and obviously, you know, people are touting him uh, because of his bat, not necessarily his glove. Mm-hmm. Not that his glove is bad or his arm is bad, uh, but just his bat is so impressive. Yeah. So uh, anything to keep that bat in the lineup, I think he would be fine with it. Yeah, and and I think keeping Adamas at having him play mostly at shortstop to keep him comfortable at that position instead of moving him around. Who knows, Adamus in, in two or three years, his body type could change completely. He could, yeah. if he puts on 20, 30 pounds, then it might be one of those things where you have to move him to third. I mean, he's right, 22 as a kid, is a, right? Yeah, Wonder's a stocky guy. Yeah. So you, you, you kind of wonder about, you know, if he will be able to, to play short stop uh, as, you, as, you, as you want. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think if, yeah, a, Wander looks like he's the build of a corner corner infielder or maybe corner yes. outfielder. But it's going to be one of those fun things to to watch. It's one of those, I would say, good problems to have. Of, I think oh, we've so. got so many talented We have so guys. many good problems. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, it, who knows? Jake Cronenworth, is there going to be a spot for him or right. is it going to be a Keon Wong thing? Those are the types of things we'll be talking about in the offseason. Yeah, for sure. stay tuned. As of right now, uh, the New York Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, they're certainly living up to that name this season. They're coming to, get, uh, to town for a two game set uh they're also fighting for home field advantage it's kind of interesting with the yankees because there's a lot of guys that aren't completely healthy so you wonder how many guys are going to rest and are they going to try to save them up for the postseason the division series or are they going to try to go all out and and seek that well, home do field they, advantage do you think they're gonna go for the home field advantage because they they do have a better record against the twins and if they don't get that best record, they would face the Twins. So it's kind of like a, hey, if we kind of lose out, we actually win out during the playoffs and we don't have to um, see other teams. Um, hopefully, <laughs> that's the way they look right. at it. And then we can get uh, the B squad and, and kind of, you know, throw in that S word that we like to throw around on mm-hmm. Lockdown Race and, and kind of take out our brooms. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Chirinos is going out today, and, and Brendan McKay is also expected to to be pitching. So it looks like it'll be a combination between those two guys to cover about six innings. Yeah. I would say Chirinos two, McKay can go around four, and then you, you throw it back to the bullpen. If everything goes according to plan, That that's a raise win. And the Yankees don't even know who they're going to throw out there. I think they might do a combination of bullpen things. Luckily, the Rays will miss Luis Severino, who – the Yankees just got back and he's throwing 99 and striking out nine, 10 guys. And um, you just hope that the Rays don't have to see any Masahiro Tanaka because that has been the Rays kryptonite this season. Yes. But I mean, you look at the list of guys for the Yankees, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres, Giancarlo, Edwin Encarnacion. They're all kind of fighting some bangs and bruises and you wonder how much, if any, playing time they'll get this week. Hey, if they're they're off the field, that's even better for the hey, Rays. Those are all guys that can hit uh, 40 bombs. I mean, the season that Glaber Torres is putting up is unreal. Unreal. So yeah. th- th- these guys are, are very good, and they're very good at the long ball. So I think if we, if we don't see them trotting out four backs, I think the Rays are in good shape. The, to put this in perspective for the Yankees – they are the MLB leaders in home runs with 298 as a team. Whew. Seven players have at least 20 home runs. That does not include Edwin Encarnacion or Giancarlo Stanton. 
and went Encarnacion as far as getting 20 home runs with the Yankees, of course, right, we know exactly. what he did with his former team, the Seattle Mariners. But, uh, you know, they're just unreal, up, top to bottom in the lineup. They got guys who can match. Even Brett Gardner is hitting home runs this season. He's also breaking TVs in the dugout, but he's, he's bre- yeah, breaking uh, the bats in, in the dugout and, and his own lip with his own helmet. So that's nice. Yes. Yes. So uh, hopefully the race, is this going to be, is it going to be Yankee stadium South? No, you don't think no. so? I, I think, you know, uh, the, the race should come out and, and, and be supporting um, their team. It's the playoff hunt. There's two more home games. Yeah. And, and if anything, I think if there's Yankee fans that are going, I, I would think uh, they're telling their Tampa Bay fans, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the game, and, and hopefully that that'll drive in people." I would really, it would really suck to have a lot of Yankee fans there, but that's the reality that we live in with with a bunch of snowbirds. Yeah, you hope it's you've all you also got those fans who are like, "Oh, I'm a, a fan of the Yankees, but I also root for the Rays." Maybe they're like. Hey, the Yankees, they've already made the playoffs. Let's root on the Rays for a little bit and, and keep right. things interesting. I never understand right. those fans, but hey. Me they're, either. They're, it's, they're the same division. Like, I know if you have a team for maybe each league, it's still kind of weird. But all right, you know, that, that, that can be understood. But same division. Yeah. What are you talking about? By the way, the Yankees winning the division the first time since 2012. Doesn't that Isn't seem that like a long time? It was like, Wow. The, the, Red Sox, the Red Sox have definitely dominated over the years. And then the Blue Jays somehow – uh, won a pennant during that time as well. Wasn't wasn't that like a five year uh, period that we had a different AL East champion? The Orioles won it. The Jays won yeah. it. The, the everybody did. It was it was that was pretty cool to see. That was pretty cool to see. Maybe one day the Rays will win it as well. Who knows? Maybe next year. Twenty twenty, baby. Let's yeah, go. There we go. Wander Franco time. Let's do oh, it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. What, that, that should happen <laughs> with him on the lineup but. at 19 years old. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at Locked On Rays. You can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Rays.